0: 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson.
1: Baltimore Ravens coming off a big win over the Browns last week, a 28-3 victory. Steelers, unfortunately, coming off of a loss 30-6 to the Houston Texans. Other than the Ravens, every other team in the division lost last week, too, because the Bengals fell to the Titans. Titans. So Baltimore's at the top of the North, Matt, 3-1 and one record. That's also the best record in the AFC. So Baltimore off to a pretty hot start this year.
2: Yeah, they really are. And by no means am I taking anything away from them because them and the Eagles, I still don't know that they've played their best ball or as good as they're capable of playing, but they're still getting wins, which is tremendous. The Eagles are 4-0. I know they're not you know, who we're talking about. And why I say that is they've had, Baltimore's had a lot of injuries and even their offense what else is new right what else is new no you're 100% right and even their offense as as i'm sure most know had about as drastic of an offensive coordinator change as there is in the league and i still think they're feeling their way out there you know like they played the browns last week who's a phenomenal defense and if you just look at the box score you're like man they they they, they killed the browns they beat up on the browns oh, no. not really i mean lamar made like five or six huge plays but other than that scored all four touchdowns yeah, for two right, and ran for right, two right. Which you know
1: he can do. That's why you give him forty million a year or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Two of the three wins are already against divisional opponents on the road. On the road, and they can too. do that. Right. Hit the trifecta if they do that against the Steelers on Sunday at Acrisure Stadium. A long way. And the Steelers being two and two right now after suffering that first loss. If they fall to two and three, and the Ravens go to four and one with three division wins in their back pocket. It's an awfully big hole to have to dig out of. No doubt. If you're and anybody I'm, in the division. Yeah, I'm just
2: saying. say, I'm sure the Ohio teams are keeping close look of it, on it, too. I mean, I don't know if Watson will return, Burroughs a shell of himself. So if the Ravens get this win, the division could be in big trouble, you know, the rest of the division.
1: The Ravens have outscored their opponents this year by 41 points. Pittsburgh is minus 31 in point differential. And Baltimore has scored 27 more points than the Steelers and allowed 42 fewer points. It's quick series history. I'm sure I'm not telling anybody anything they don't know about <laughs> yeah. this one. Pretty good series, uh, probably the best rivalry in the modern era of the NFL. It started in the 1996 when the Ravens joined the NFL. Since then, Pittsburgh leads the series 33 to 25, including four wins, play- including four playoff matchups in the playoffs. The Steelers have lost just once against Baltimore. Pittsburgh won six of the first seven meetings. They've also won five of the last six, including the most recent matchup. R- pretty rare in this series for Pittsburgh yeah, to have just, a little bit of dominance. There's like never that. streaks. Yeah. 16 to 13 victory late last season. The Steelers have swept Baltimore in two of the past three seasons. Mike Tomlin is 19 and 16 against the Ravens. John Harbaugh 15 and 18 against Pittsburgh. All right. Start with the Ravens offense because I mm-hmm. think that's the the big thing here. And you mentioned the big offensive coordinator change, Todd Munkin coming in. What's the big thing that has switched over? Because you know, you send me the stat pack and they're. Still running the hell out of the ball. Yeah. You know, Lamar's (laughs) passing maybe a little bit better, but they're still kind of feeling their way out. So what's the difference from last year to this year?
2: It's not as stark as you would think, you know, but I don't know that people realize, even just personnel-wise, what the Ravens used to do. Like, right now in terms of 11 personnel, you know, like every team in the league uses 11 more than any other personnel grouping. One back, one receiver, Three tight ends. And now the, now the, every team. I mean, that's the prominent f- personnel grouping in the league. Most te- Steelers are at like 79% or 80% or somewhere along those lines. Right. So they're pretty high with 11. Last year, the Ravens were at like 13% of 11. <laughs> they just didn't do it at all. At all. I mean, they had to be down a million scores, I guess, to pull out three or four receivers. And so they'd never used 11. Now they're still near the bottom of the league. But they're at 56 or something like that. It's still more. Venturing than not. a
1: guess that 11 was 32 in the league last year. When oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I don't think I think they're the only ones under 50 percent, and they were like at 13. <laughs> so now they're at least doing it half the time. Yeah, they at times during the year I think they had three receivers on the roster. You know, I mean they didn't even use them. So what did they have out there instead? They always had Ricard, who's not even just a blocking fullback, but he's not your ordinary blocking fullback. He's 300 pounds. And he is still playing. I thought he might not even make the roster. I mean, he's kind of the Kendrick Green type, you know, big body looks like a guard, but he still comes out there for much less than he used to, but he's a, a big mashing move, you know, killer in the run game. And they're much less two and even three tight end sets. It's usually just Andrews. Ideally, they want flowers. Beckham, Odell, and Bateman out there, but those the last two were hurt last week, and I'm not sure when they're going to be back.
1: Yeah, it doesn't feel like they're going to be back this week, or at least both no. of them, yeah, so... It stinks that they're trying to get you know a little bit with the times here as far as 11 personnel is concerned, but they just don't have the horses right now to run with it because, hey, Baltimore's injured. Like mm-hmm. I said, imagine that. Real Ra- quick, though, they still run the ball about the most in the yeah. league. The run, pass, a lot of the, so heaviest, the run pass, it's the heaviest, the run pass ratio one, in the yeah. league. The Ravens are only passing the football on 45.5% of their snaps. Um, Ravens have scored eight more touchdowns through four weeks than their collective opponents. and Baltimore produces 7.6 yards per passing attempt and have outrushed their opponents by 200. 200- and thirty five yards in twenty twenty three. I mean, they're they're three and one going on four and one. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, the stats are pretty favorable for them. No question on
2: both sides of the ball. And I wonder. I'm not saying they've had an easy schedule, but they have not had a murderer's row. They've played with a lot of leads, and Lamar is running as much as ever. So I wonder, like, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, some of them are scrambles and some of them are designed. But I wonder, like, in game neutral situations when they're not up heavy, will they pass more? Will they be at... 65%, you know, probably, and also with healthy receivers.
1: Well, last week, Lamar Jackson's first career game with two touchdowns passing and two touchdowns rushing. The NFL record for quarterback rushing touchdowns is 14, and Jackson has four through four games, all of which accord- occurred during the past two weeks. Jackson has never eclipsed seven rushing touchdowns in a season, which is surprising. Yeah, I was shocked Marcy to runs. see that, Doesn't too. Doesn't finish it off in the end zone much. Right.
2: When I, when I saw there was four as a record, I'm like, well, Lamar had to be, you know, right there or close to it, and he's
1: half of that. Here's where Lamar's been a little bit different this year, though. He had only four incompletions in week four, and for the season he's completing 74.3% of his passes, Mm -hmm. the best completion rate of his six-year career. It's early, but still, it's a pretty good start. Only Josh Allen is better so far in the league. His previous best mark was 66.1% in 2019. Drastically better. I know. And Jackson also currently has the lowest interception rate of his career. It's funny that Josh Allen's the only one better than him because he saw a drastic improvement in his accuracy Mm -hmm. early in his career. If Jackson can pull that off, he's incredibly dangerous.
2: You never think of Jackson as being a highly efficient quarterback. You think of, like, Drew Brees as that type of dude. That's a huge change to their passing game. It's a little bit... The route concepts are better, to be honest with you. They're not as rudimentary. He's a very crisp passer right now, not turning it over. He's having a borderline MVP type of year.
1: Who's he throwing the ball to without Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman? Last week, this was the snap count for Ravens receivers. Zay Flowers had 57 of a possible 58 offensive snaps, so he never leaves the field. Mm -hmm. Nelson Aguilar, 43 snaps. Devin DuVernay, 35 snaps. And Laquan Treadwell. Had 15 of 58. So, I mean, they don't have Bateman and uh, Beckham, but Aguilar and DuVernay, you could have worse depth there.
2: Yeah, as I say, I mean, as fourth and fifth receivers go, right, pretty darn good. <laughs> Once they have yeah. all of them, finally the
1: Ravens will have some people for Lamar to throw to. Exactly. And in recent years, those guys would have been like the two and three or even the one and two. Well, Lamar's targeting his number one when healthy, Zay Flowers, or number one, I should say, when everybody's healthy. Mm-hmm. He had a monster target share in week one, 48% of the targets. Since then, his target share per game has fallen to 23.6%. Um, they use a a ton in pre snap motion mm-hmm. and a lot of um, low yards per A dot, low yards per target high. Share. What does that mean, Matt? So A
2: dot is average depth of target. So he's just, they don't, he's not, th- you know, catching bombs. I mean, they right. throw to him a lot. Usually near the line of scrimmage, I dug up that number as we were waiting to record his his average uh, depth of targets just over six yards downfield. So there, some of them are bubble screens. He's behind a playmaker the line of with the ball. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, some of them are extended handoffs. You know, to some degree as well. But he's really good. I mean, he kind of reminds me of Steve Smith, to be honest with you. Like a you know, more than just a, yeah, nice. not just a compact, you know, jitterbug, fluky guy. He can also beat you downfield.
1: Mark Andrews. Of course, also mm-hmm. gets a pretty high amount of target share. Uh, do they still get him involved as much in this new offense, or are they trying to move away from him a little bit? Well, more? he missed.
2: What was it? Two weeks ago, he missed a either two or three weeks ago. He missed the game, um, but he came back last week and looked like himself. Caught two touchdowns. Was a big part part of the offense again. So, I guess that's to be determined because between we've never seen Bateman, Beckham,
1: uh, Andrews, and Zay all out there together. So. I don't know if we will. In the rushing game, they lost J.K. Dobbins. Um, Week three, though, was Jackson's 15th career 100-yard rushing performance. He has more 100-yard rushing games than any quarterback in NFL history. Over the past three weeks, Jackson has carried the ball 35 times. He has 182 rushing yards and four touchdowns on those 35 carries. Jackson has 21% of Baltimore's designed rushing attempts as well as a 12% scramble rate. Gus Edwards, familiar name, received 40 of a possible 58 snaps. Last week, Melvin Gordon was also on the field for 11 plays in Justice Hill for 7 You know, I feel like every year there's just like a, crazy, who's yeah. the ex-running back that we can bring him? It's Le'Veon Bell at one point. Right. Now it's Melvin Gordon. It's just like, who can we get that has a little bit of tread left on their tires just to get us over the finish line? Yep. Because we lost our stud. And they always are good enough. You know, I mean, none of them are super dynamic. The, Edwards will be the number one Edwards if he can stay healthy. Perfect
2: example. You know, runs hard. Everyone's keen on Lamar. Um, you're right, but they've had a ton of running back injuries. you got to feel bad for J.K. Dobbins. He finally was rounding back into health from a knee, and then right. he had an awful injury at the beginning of the year. So
1: they've been looking for, like, a number one back. Now, looking at the Ravens' defense, now, at the beginning of the year, I think people predicting that the Ravens might slip a little bit would look to this defense and say, I really
2: thought it would. And,
1: and that would be the weak link as far as this is yes. as long as Lamar stayed healthy, yeah, 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 yeah. But that hasn't been the case so far. No. 3.8 yards per play is tied with San Francisco for the best in the league as far as um, what the Ravens allow.
2: It's been amazing. So I honestly predicted of the eight units in the division, offenses and defense, that this would be number eight, that this would be the worst unit out there. And my logic Still might be, to be fair. I I know. I'm not exactly sold that it's a great defense. The numbers are better than the tape, I will say that, and the personnel. So— under Wink Martindale, that was two years ago, they were like the blitz happiest team in the league and leaving, you know, guys on islands, lots of man coverage. And then they kind of went the total opposite last year with this coordinator yeah. where, you know, they're only rushing four. And I looked at their personnel and thought they don't have good enough pass rushers to just rush four. Right. You know, Jabo and Owe are the guys you're counting on. And um, Owe, I think, got hurt last week and is out for the year. I still don't love their front, but it hasn't really mattered. I mean, they're, they're well-coached. They've had a lot of injuries. They're generating pressure with, like, Kyle Hamilton as three sacks, but they don't have great pass rushers. Roquan is the source of the drink, though. After trading for him last year, their defense has spiked
1: dramatically. Not to say that he is going to be this player, but he's their Ray Lewis right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I saw, like, a nice clip of Ray Lewis on Ravens.com earlier in the season watching okay. film with Roquan Smith. Oh, really? About communication and stuff like that. It's cool, but... That's really who he is. He's the Absolutely. guy in the middle. He's telling everybody what to do. He's mm-hmm. he's orchestrating the whole thing on the field.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it was a really good trade for them. Obviously, they have a history of a stud middle linebacker. Or, yeah. you know, face of the defense. And Patrick
1: Queen, I, honestly, bumping yeah. him down from not having to be Ray Lewis, I think, good has point. also made him blossom, too.
2: Yep. People don't think about that, but, like... In Tampa Bay, Devin White playing next to Levante at, you know, Levante David and right. guys like
1: that. Like, it's. Take all of that, like, technical stuff off my plate. Just tell just me. Go what's, just go get the ball. Just say, hey, do this here. Exactly. Like, hey, cover that guy right now. Exactly. Like, crash there and blitz. Like, I mean, you're just, 100% right. You know, Queen was. I'm a missile. Point me in a direction. Yeah. Tell me where to go. I'm like, this is going to be a run. Go through, run through the B guy. You know? <laughs> right. And that's kind of where Queen's at now. Good point. right, only five defenses are surrendering a better completion percentage, 56.4% than Baltimore, and only two defenses have allowed fewer passing touchdowns. As far as EPA per play is concerned, Ravens are third in the NFL on defense. Cleveland and Dallas, I mean, have just looked like dominant defenses so far, except for when Lamar Jackson comes to town, I guess, uh, for Cleveland. They are fourth in EPA per pass and fifth in EPA per rush and Ravens opponents are running a lot of plays and throwing at a high percentage against them. Mm-hmm. So they're not even testing them as far as the run game is concerned. Not as they're much. expecting no. the reputation of a Ravens defense. Yeah. Uh, do, you so think I don't you, know. do you think they could be had up front, though? Or is Roquan yeah. in the middle linebackers
2: cleaning everything up? I, I mean, guys like Matabuke aren't household names, and they're better players than you think. And Clowney, we tackle. know Clowney. Clowney's We've a good run Clowney. stuffer. Yeah, but he's all over the place. They're playing better than I would have guessed. They're playing better than I think their personnel suggests. I do need to study them more. You know, what are they doing that's so extravagant or so Would have been so nice to see Nick but... Chubb against them. Oh, you know, yeah. see a real rushing threat, yeah. see how that works. Like, I mean, I know the Steelers just got whipped by Houston, but when they played the Texans, it was week one, and that team was swimming. You know, they were all young and really, Right, it was so... in Baltimore. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know that they've been tested, but I'm not suggesting the Steelers are going to be this great test either, you
1: know. The way Nash not- ran the football pretty well. looked like yeah. he had, as far as... You know, players are concerned for the Steelers last week. He had some juice. You could see that. So I thought he was the best player last you week. You might want to yeah. dip your toe in that water. Yeah, I would bit. not,
2: like, shy away from the run or anything like
1: some like that. teams have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ravens very low yards per pass play, a lot of completions to slot receivers. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Calvin Austin, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Just give him the ball in some space, make him mm-hmm. run a little bit. would be nice to have Deontay Johnson in a game like this.
2: They haven't had Humphrey their best corner for the whole year, so they're kind of searching for slot options as well. Secondary's been a little bit of a mixed bag for them. Again, there's injuries on both sides of the ball.
1: And they're allowing very low yards per target to tight ends. No Pat Fryermouth this week out for at least two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. So Darnell Washington gets a big crack at it. We'll see yeah. if they call up anybody from the practice squad. Connor Hayward, of course, but you know, as far as this week's concerned, tough test for the rookie Darnell to go up against this Ravens defense.
2: It is. I don't know if the Steelers will play a lot of twelve with those two or maybe when this has already happened when people listen to this, but Zach Gentry's on the Bengals uh, practice squad. You could snag him and bring him back and get him involved, or you're gonna do a lot of three wide. I don't know what the Steelers are gonna do with Deontay
1: and Friermuth out. So Baltimore's getting some good pressure on the quarterback. They have 15 sacks this season, but like you mentioned earlier, Matt, it's a lot of created pressure. Eight different Raven defenders have sacked an opposing quarterback in 2023. There's no dominant pass no. rusher, at least not yet. So on the season, but. Uh, Kyle Hamilton has three. You know, they sent oh, him on a couple game. blitzes, yeah. yeah, and he looked great as far as mm-hmm. that aspect of the game is concerned. And, you know, it's always kind of been the Ravens' bag. I know that they don't have Wink Martindale anymore, but it's always kind of been, you know, we scheme up the pressure and we blitz yeah. a lot instead of, you know, we have just these – not let's say Suggs wasn't a guy, but you sure,
2: know what Sure, sure, I mean. sure. No, you're 100% right. Um, they definitely blitz a lot less now than they did, but they are finding ways to get some pressure. Again, it's not – one particular player that's super scary coming after the quarterback. Hamilton's a really interesting player, though. I mean, he was a rookie mid-first-round pick out of Notre Dame last year with rare size, and I mentioned how they were looking for a slot guy. Last year, he basically became a slot corner for them. Now he's kind of being their jack-of-all-trades, you know, do-it-all Derwin James type, you know.
1: Baltimore uh the Steelers and Vikings are the only two offenses without a rushing touchdowns yet this season. And Baltimore is the only defense that is yet to allow a rushing touchdown. So Steelers it doesn't try add up great, see right. if the Steelers will try to, you know, do the improbable there. Fifty five point four percent. This is tremendous. Fifty five point four percent of Pittsburgh's set of downs results in a new set of downs. That is the lowest percentage in the NFL. Yeah. League average on that is seventy point three percent. Yes. Seven out of ten times you usually convert. Can at least get to another, another set side of downs. Of downs. I
2: mean, That doesn't mean third down conversion. Steelers are a
1: little better than a coin flip on that. That's <laughs> yeah, really bad. Yeah, I mean, it's really low. Jets are 31st, and they're doing it 3% better than Pittsburgh. and that That's and they're noticeably better. big boost last week with Zach mm-hmm. Wilson moving the ball a little bit. Uh, Jets do it at 58% of the uh, time. And the good news, well, for some people. Sort of. Baltimore's defense ranks third in the NFL, allowing a set of downs to result in a new set of downs just 61% of the time. So <laughs> yeah. it's kind of their bread and butter to get off the field and three and out.
2: It would be nice to see the Steelers get first downs on first you gotta down. you got to get first downs. Second down, and, you know, that's, that's what that means. It's not third down conversion. So it's been a real problem, and they're a distant last right now.
1: All right, highlighting some key matchups in this game, none other than Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. How's he going to match up against – you know, that trio of Steelers, linebackers, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a pretty stiff test for the linebackers. you got to spy him most of the time, so you almost sure. have to commit someone to him at that point, especially he's got a 12% scramble rate. So you have to respect mm-hmm. that even if it's a pass play, that's going to break he's been down. been taken
2: off anyway. So real quick on Lamar, I'm sure some of our listeners know the Steelers have played him better than most defenses over his career. I mean, they really have. They and also seen lot.
1: Baltimore a fair bit without Lamar, though.
2: That's a good point. They have He, he misses a lot of Steeler games. But I do think he's been in the league long enough that this doesn't apply as much. But once you've played him, you have a much better chance of doing a better job against him the second time around because his speed is something you can't practice. You know what I mean? Of course. So that's why I mentioned the Steeler linebackers. I'm sure those three have played against Lamar in their career, but it
1: hasn't been twice a year like, you know, like the Steelers have. I like that you highlighted Najee Harris in the next key matchup for the Steelers' offense because, like we said, let's dip a toe in trying to run on these guys. I think you have to. But you have to beat Roquan Smith. If you want to do that, you got to beat the brains of the defense, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's the person that's maybe having that defense exceed your expectations in that area. I think he's so. just so cerebral that he's able to you know plug all the gaps in the dam. Mm-hmm.
2: And start his career a little slow, and then it all really clicked for him basically his last year with the bears and certainly his entire time with the Ravens, it's often the case for these highly drafted linebackers and just kind of dawned on me. You and I talked like a month ago about Fred Warner being the best linebacker in the league. Why well, would put Ro- Roquan number
1: two? Yeah. Yeah. He's that good now. I mean, great, he's really great news, man. Yeah. Oh,
2: great. Yeah. Yeah. It worked. Well, there's worked, nothing worked but so great news so well in this
1: packet right now is what it is, brother. It's not a great matchup for the Steelers, but you know what you do have going in your favor the Ravens. It's the Ravens. And you always I'm, just, you know, sure get, be a the NFL fight, yeah. happens, and you beat the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. Kickoff 1 p.m. at Accrshire Stadium for Steelers Ravens. Steelers try to get another AFC North win on the season and improve to three and two. For Matt Williamson, I'm Tom Opperman. We'll talk to you next week on the Advanced Scout.